Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Humans are weak, but skilled by Salmonella Tuna. Welcome to the UDST, the Universal Data Station Terminal. Your current language is human, universal. Please input your info to proceed. Login, guest. Guest data is highly limited. Proceed anyway. Input yes or no. Yes. Welcome guest, please input the data you wish to access. Accessing. Access complete all two quadrillion eight hundred and eighty five trillion seven hundred and forty three billion two hundred and ten million nine hundred and fifty four thousand nine hundred and thirty two collected voice data logs translated to current terminal language available for guests are only available for access. Please input data log name for access. If I'm sure, use keywords or scroll through the data on the tablet provided. Open 125432.653.86940.123.10 to the power of 9. Sorry, that data log is restricted to guests. Open SIMP, humans, first arrival, log 1. Opening data log 125631.643.86962.125.10 to the power of 9. Simple name, humans first arrival, log 1 by Drokal Marie, commander of Starship Scra. This is Commander Drokal Marie of the Starship Scra. Our troops were assigned to study the new planet containing sapient life in Galaxy 1865.543.4322. Simple name, Smiling Diary Path. This planet has contained in System 456.65. Simple name, Stable Warmth. The planet where we were tasked to study was Planet 456.65C. Simple name, Earth or Terra. The planet is full of these more primitive technologies, sapient life, called humans. A human was an interesting species to look at. Then these were certainly unique things that made them intriguing. Reading into their data history, these humans only formed in approximately the last 200,000 years into this planet's lifetime, and thus only recently formed sapient species. They are still using combustion-based weaponry, which, while primitive, makes them very dangerous as to the technology to make and protect those was abandoned by most species eons ago. Their species also has a tendency to war with each other. This is crude, inefficient, and a waste of life and resources, and yet they still continue. It is a surprise that they still persist. Then again, maybe their persistence is required. Most planets the Universal Federation colonizes tend to be mild with occasional disasters. However, Earth has many extreme biomes, and yet humans thrive even in the most difficult, the exception being the southern ice caps. This mark of resilience and adaptability is outstanding. More importantly, their intelligence is remarkable. In just 200,000 years, they have already made attempts to enter space, when most of ours have only started much, much later. 
Their ability to make improvements to design so quickly despite their short lifespan is an interest, to say the least. Integrating humans into the Universal Federation would most certainly exponentially boost our technological advancements, as long as humans would be able to understand our technology. However, there are also pieces of technology that humans have even over our whole Federation. They have only been using their primitive gas-operated and explosive-based weaponry for a short time, only about 80 years. They have advanced it to points that not even we could imitate, weaponry that fires many projectiles at incredible speeds, bombs capable of wiping out entire cities, vehicles that are nigh invulnerable and fires out explosives. They would truly be threats. Their communication prowess is also strong as they have shown a form of cooperation unlike many have seen. They do not have hive minds like the Baraba, but yet they have able to communicate with each other near flawlessly, despite language differences. If they banded together, they would make a near-invincible military force with more military force than we can hope to achieve. Being the only sapien species on the planet with many extremes and being able to colonize most of their world, I have to say that friendly contact with humans are to be made lest they take our tech and use it for their benefit, warring with us. They may be weak physically, but initial observation shows that they can survive near anything thrown at them. I recommend to file the humans as potential allies. I will send more data logs on the humans in a later date. This is Commander Jukal Marie signing off. Data log ended. Log out. Logging out. Thank you for using the UDST, the Universal Data Station Terminal. Please rate us with a form printed below and drop it off at the nearest review box. End of story. Story number two, Artificial Villains, written by Hard Light Serial. Ma'am, the second invader is complete. We call it the Khan. The director of planetary acquisition gives a stern look at her subordinate, asking, And this one is to succeed? What distinguishes it from its predecessor? The bioengineer gulps, breathes in, and recites the improved tactical specifications, making a particular note of a disposition towards brutality and a planned landing position in a more favorable terrain. The speculates that previous model died on local disease before managing to establish a successor, and describes the planned countermeasures to be embedded in the Khan, namely its virality. The director pauses her speaking apparatus, stating, Let us hope your adaptations will suffice. We will not spend so long in stasis before checking on the Khan. It was bad enough finding that the Alexander had failed a thousand rotations later. We will try until we conquer this planet. Ma'am, um, the fourth invader has failed. The director violently expels hot leaf juice out of her speaking apparatus. What was wrong with Hitler? The bio-engineer fidgeted with three of his hands and says they, uh, well, they didn't like him very much. Apparently, they've stopped being racist, and they're rather opposed to fascism nowadays. This, uh, democracy business is really panning out for them. Well, it is not panning out for us. What was wrong with fascism, and why in the world do they stop being racist? Her subordinate ventured an answer. Understanding and compassion? Crap. Well, I guess the Nixon bot won't work either. She sighs and opens up the Deathbot blueprint library on a computer. Prepare the musk. I want to try again right away.
End of story. Story number three. The Visitor, written by three ducks in a man suit. Out west, with sands from the great desert blowing over from inland, and the gulls of the ocean edge swimming in from the seaside to scavenge the discarded food scraps, there was a city. A sprawling city of two and a half million, not the biggest in the country, but significant enough to qualify as a metropolis in its own right. It was under attack from a giant monster. Where did this colossal beast come from? How had it simply appeared with no prior warning whatsoever about a kilometer out from the urban limits and started marching towards the crowded metro center with no one spotting its arrival? A mystery. A bigger mystery due to its size. The monster towered over the city skyline, vaguely humanoid, with drooping arms and hard reptilian skin. Its many yellow eyes all directed menacingly forward at its destination. It moved its bulk in total violation of the square cube law at a speed just fast enough to be ticketed for a metropolitan highways, each footstep consuming a football pitch of distance. You would think there would be more panic, more uproar. The sight of a beast was visible from miles away. Yet people were strangely calm. Daytime TV watchers saw the news broadcast and noted the approaching apocalypse with a kind of half-interest usually reserved for the latest celebrity scandal or viral video of a squirrel water-skiing. More than one individual peered closer to see if they could spot their house in the broadcast. Then the news helicopters orbiting the gigantic head of the monster refocused the cameras as a new attraction made itself known. From somewhere in the depths of the city, a human individual emerged, flying at the speed of sound stronger than steel, more powerful than a Black Friday stampede. His white and blue cape flashing in the wind, his shining Colgate smile dazzling the cameras. It was Captain Awesome, the greatest superhero in Beach City. Several more civilians turned up their TVs or covertly snuck glances at their phones during the otherwise tedious workday at the inevitable showdown. The monster slowed its walk to a stop as the mighty hero approached at eye level. Hello there. Yes, you. Hi. Hello. Excuse me. Can you understand me? Excerpt Polis Frances. Speak de Deutsch. Hablas Espanol. The monster didn't blink. It didn't seem to have eyelids. But it did tilt its massive head curiously to observe the tiny creature standing in the air in its physics-defying manner. It didn't open its mouth either, but it did speak. The voice that reached out into the soul and trembled like an erupting volcano. The words of an ancient eldritch tongue. I do not understand your words, tiny creature. Though its emotions and thoughts were clearly alien in nature, its surprise was still discernible when the flying man responded in kind. That's quite all right. I understand yours. How can this be? My native language has never before touched your reality. Gift of languages. One of my superpowers. How convenient. Yes, very. Before we continue this dialogue, may we move away from the city? Your presence is making people nervous. That seems reasonable. 
A few individuals in the city who had actually been biting their nails at the outcome of the short negotiation sighed with a relief as the monster turned and walked back into the desert. Captain Awesome flying leisurely at its side. Bones were turned off, eyes were rolled, and people expressed disappointment at not seeing the spectacular battle of the great hero and the giant monster before tiredly going back to work. A few hours later, Captain Awesome sat at a press conference, beaming with a million-dollar smile from the assembled press and trying not to spontaneously explode like he did, sometimes in moments of great frustration. Downsides are superpower that no one ever talks about. Captain, over here, if I may, where did the monster come from? It appears that it came from uh, another dimension. Another flurry of hands and questions all spoken at once. Like a schoolboy nominated to ask the teacher a question by his more timid peers, a reporter got the next one. Does the monster offer any threats to mankind? No, it was just passing through and was trying to get to the ocean for a drink. It gave up on that idea once it learned that it's full of salt. What did the discussion with the monster entail? Well, I asked it questions that you've all asked me, determined it posed no threats to humanity, and then I decided to hang out with it in the desert until its ride stopped by. It's right, it'll be catching the next active dimensional rift between Earth and its destination. And how long is it expected to take? From what it told me, um, anywhere between a couple weeks and the year 2750 A.D., there was another flurry of press absorbed the information that the creature would be very well a resident of Earth most of the third millennia. Do you have any further plans to make contact with the creature? Yes, I'm going back there tomorrow for a chat. The creature seemed amicable and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Will the government be sending a representative? That would be a question for the government. Now, if you'll excuse me, my super senses are picking up a hot dog on Sandy Bay Road that needs to be rescued. Captain Awesome gave the press his trademark two-fingered salute with a wink and a smile before disappearing from the room in a burst of super speed, leaving paper, hair, and skirts tossed up in his wake. Oh, brother. Awesome was glad the people didn't fall into the Antarctic worldwide panic like they did during the invasion of the zombie lumpsters from Jupiter. But he would still never really enjoy fielding endless questions from the usual parade of curious journos every time a new giant monster showed up. And Easter's time had ended peacefully. No fighting was always good. As he dropped down to be greeted by his usual hot dog guy, he briefly wondered if the monster would like anime. He'd try to introduce it to One Piece tomorrow. It was going to be cool having a new friend to deal with. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.